when you look at yourself, when you look at yourself, what do you see? This is one of those messages where you have to decide how many scriptures you want to use because when you go through the Bible, a lot of things will come to your head. But the question I want you thinking about from the beginning to the end is how do I really see myself? What do I see every time I look at myself? Are you constantly being reminded of where you have failed? Or are you seeing something about moving forward? I was saying to somebody during the course of this week, I said, every one scripture I would like every Christian to remember is first, uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. So that it will make more sense. Let's look at it in context. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 to 12 states. For physical training is of, is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promises for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive. That is why we labor and strive. So that means we are putting efforts and we continue to put more effort. That's what striving means. We don't just do it once and give up. We labor and strive. One thing I have learned a long time ago is that if you are the number one person in the class and there is a class of 40 people, you have 39 enemies. And if your best friends are in that class, they are your chief enemies. Because everybody wants to be number one. And it's also unfortunate if you all go to the same church, and you're hearing messages like, oh, hey, yeah, where everybody's encouraging us to pray to be better than we are yesterday. And so when you are praying to be better, <laughs> I'm also praying to be better than you. When I'm looking for an, for an example, Father, I admire that pastor. Oh, Pastor Francis, this is Esther, oh Lord, I was beaten. <laughs> it's your best friend, you know? The only person that stands with the leader is God. And that leadership is a very lonely place. Being number one is a very lonely experience. And yet, people don't know. And I'm going to always say to you, it is not enough to even be number one. You have to continue to maintain being number one. And you're only number one as long as you have that rating. Once another person comes, you're not more number one. Your number two. Praise the Lord. That is why we labor. And one of the things I've learned about this is I just try not to compete with anybody. I just compete with myself. If I'm not looking at Sister Dayo or anybody, then I don't feel, you know, 
So when I score 60, I score 60. When I score 87, I score 87. When I score 100, I celebrate. You get my point? I will celebrate everything I have. But one thing I'm always saying to myself is, would you put in your best? And that is why we labor and strive. Because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. You see that? Everybody has talent. But those who believe, you see, it's a reality of this now. Those who believe. Verse 11, command and teach these things. Verse 12, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. In speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. I'll be honest with you, that's a tall order. That's a very tall order. So you may not be able to be every, in every of them, but in one of them, in speech, in behavior. There are some Christians that you don't, I know some pastors, not some Christians, I don't want to be associated with. If when the crowd and they come, I will greet them, I will acknowledge their person, but I don't want you to see me again. Because they say, show me your friend and I will show you who you are. In love, in faith, and in purity. So I want to start keeping that in mind. So let me, let me try and paraphrase this this morning. That's well. Do not let anyone look down on you because of your many failures. Or let's, let's change that stuff. Because of your many unsuccessful, yet unsuccessful attempts. I believe personally, this does not have to be true, but I believe the person who failed is the person who has not tried it. The person who has tried it has only learned how or why the thing has not worked for them. An acquaintance said to me during this week, because things are bad, or things were bad in the past, does not mean that things are not good now. Because things have been bad in the past, does not mean things are not good now. And for me, that was, that was an epiphany for the person. Because this is the somebody that has struggled with so many challenges, so many challenges. And I'm always saying, you need to take baby steps. You need to take baby steps. And so I gave a challenge, and finally this person took the challenge. And said, Ayo, it was difficult. Let me tell you what was difficult. Leave your house and go down the street was very difficult. But she said, as I took that walk, as I was going, I almost felt like coming back. But I realized that I don't have to live in fear anymore. 
And so I kept taking it. It was very, very, I come back and I kept going back. And I kept, but finally I made it. And I said to myself, you know what? Maybe I failed in that place before, but that was in the past. It's not a predicator of my success today. But when we keep dragging, you know how people carry backpack? We carry all our shortcomings in our backpack and we put it on our back. When you look at yourself, or when you think of your past, what do you see? Gideon, the Bible told us that Gideon was hiding in, nobody trashes wheat inside the house. The odor, the, the thing would choke him. And yet, that was what Gideon was doing, choking himself to death. And then the angel appeared and said, Mighty man of valor. And the guy would run. Who was that? With you? So Gideon, he was a timid, helpless person. And that's why I say to Paul, avoid conspiracy theories and avoid negative things. Avoid conspiracy theories and negativity all around you. Because if you listen to negative stories for too long, before long, your mentality becomes negative. Is it not the same person who was hiding? That still had the courage to now go on, and we can talk about him today. You can either continue to hold on to your past and get stuck in today. Or you can choose to push and forge ahead into tomorrow. And again, the person who has tried has not failed. If I have tried, I have not failed. That person has only not accomplished what he or she set out to do the first time around. But one thing is clear. He or she has learned something and giving a second attempt, she will do better than the first time. I took a class when I was in my undergraduate days for three semesters. That's okay. Those are one of my favorite subjects. I think the first semester I learned. So I know what it is. When students tell me they are failing, I know what it is. That one semester I did it again, I found it. And I just lost it. And I had that boldness, and I went to the professor. What is wrong? What is this? People said, Oh, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, What? You will be what to do it again because they challenge the guy. And you know, God was so merciful, they changed it. They later that semester, and I finally passed. For three years, the same class. We are one class, we are two, we are three. Amen. <clears throat> and, he, and I'm glad at the end because they. So let's look at this morning the examples of some people that did it the second time. And that's what I'm trying to get you to understand this morning. Because it has not worked for you the first time, 
does not mean you cannot do it. When I started out as a Christian, one of the things the Lord said to me is this. If you fall down seven times, I will pick you up on each occasion. He said the only instance you don't get up is when you choose not to fall. And also Christ said to himself, he said, falling away, stumbling will come. Things that are visible, stumble will come. Things that will make all of us stumble, it will come. Amen. I don't believe in the prosperity of all oh, your blessed, you will prosper. That's not what the Bible says. That would be necessary. Oh, if somebody's going to tell you, oh, the Bible says, Dearly beloved, I wish I go very well that that you will prosper and be in health. Look at the life of the man who wrote that scripture. Praise the Lord. But one thing is starting. <clears throat> you would never be alone. It doesn't matter how hard, whether you are standing there or you look around the see nobody, you will never be alone. Because it will always be there to give you the strength to push and to forge ahead. Galatians chapter 1, verse 17. Paul talking about what I call his first failed and majorly failed missionary experience. People really talk about this. I did not go up to Jerusalem to those who had become apostles before me. Instead, I went to Arabia and came back to Damascus. You know, people miss that because it was Paul talking, right? But there's no scripture, and I've tried to find one, of his ministry in Arabia today. He got the anointing, yeah, I am on fire. He knew Hebrew, he knew the Torah, and then he just went. Who sent him to Arabia? God had a mission for him in Rome. And then he just took off straight. And when he came back, he was humbled. He was so humbled. But three years, and that is the only place where he ever talked about that. That for the first three years of my life, of my ministry, and even as if you read that, there's an element of pride. Normally, what you do is you have to go to those who are ahead of you, you have to acknowledge them, you introduce yourself. But he did not, because he had an encounter with Christ. So, yeah. Yeah. Even the man who laid hands on him, probably never talk about the person who laid hands again on him in the end of his ministry. But I don't remember seeing that thing again in the first ministry. But you know something? 14 years later, when we add 3 plus 14, do you think you'll waste your time? No. But thank God for his field in, in Arabia because that taught him humility as well. Until years later, we began to hear about Paul. And it wasn't until another person said, Who is this person I'm hearing about? And went and sat there and said, hey, Come with me. A proper introduction, proper credentialing was given to him. 
I personally believe if there was no Barnabas, we might never have heard about Paul's ministry, despite the fact that God called him. Despite the fact, so somebody can be very anointed and dying of the One of my greatest examples of failure in the Bible is in the book of Luke chapter 22 from verse 31 to 33. Peter was a very bold, aggressive man, very brash, very aggressive. But Christ looked at him and said, Simeon, Simeon, look how Satan has also saved you like weeds. It will put you, you will dance palongo without music. But the Lord said, But I have prayed for you that what? Your faith, what helps you to get out from under problem, from under burdening issues is faith. I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Did his faith fail or did not fail? Did not fail. And when you are come back to strengthen your brethren, when you look at him, I love that guy. And you said to him, Lord, you don't understand. I'm ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. And Christ looked at him and shook his head and said, Is he I'm going to the story. But can you imagine if Christ had not prayed for him in advance? I want to begin to look at those two. Paul's three years at labor ministry in Arabia. Peter's denial of Christ. The little girl that he said, I know you anything. If it is me, I swear to God. Let's see God is merciful because if God had said yes to his cousin, God knows what would have happened. Praise the Lord. So that's why I was swearing in my presence. I just look at him and say, God forgive me. I don't know whether it is yours or not. Praise the Lord. I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when, another person says, when you are restored. I like it when the Bible says when, because it means it is not a matter of if. It is not if it's conditional. When is situational, it will happen. You know that scripture, one of my favorite scriptures, when you walk through the waters, when you pass through the fires, it is not if. Jesus seeing his faith <laughs> that it was going to be put to test to care him. I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. We need to pray for each other. 
Dr. Babu says, if that tinted is tanned. I actually think that is a mis misunderstanding. I think we should be praying for people who think they stand so that they will not fall. Because when we are standing, like Peter was standing, you think Peter could see himself? But thank God that Christ's prayer saved the situation. And you, you think Peter learned from his mistake? Or oh, somebody will tell me, oh, but that was just one example of him, you know, next messing up. Is that true? Read the Bible very well. In John chapter 21, verse 2 to 3. After Christ, I can imagine him saying, well, we don't see our leader again. He is the de facto head of the church. You know why Christ gave him that revelation? That acts. Upon this rock, and yet we forgot that. And he said, Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Canaan in Galilee, source of Zebedee, James and John, and the two and two other disciples were together. And what did Peter say to them? I'm going to fish. That was not right. That, was, that is why they didn't catch fish. The reason why they didn't catch fish was because that is not what Christ has sent them to do. Sometimes when you're working with somebody, if you if you are like Peter, intelligent, strong, aggressive, you will miss the message. Because I'm sure if he had been patient and let Christ finish, I used to have somebody under me. When I'm trying to tell him something, he's always like, I know what you are saying. So I stop telling him anything. If you already know what I'm saying, then why am I always telling you something? So when you make your mistake, I will be there and I will look at you. Sometimes I will smile. If not, Christ would have told him what he later told him in that chapter one. Stay until, stay in Jerusalem. You see that? See how long it took for that instruction to finally come to him. But he looked at himself and said, you know what? I don't know where, I got my head happened to be one. I was sick, I wanted my sister pastor just said to the church, this is our man said, we don't know what is happening to him. And he was trying to take over the church, we left that moment I was sick. Amen? And that's another, that's one of the places where I learned something in ministry. If you are insecure, you cannot be a good minister. You have to deal with your insecurity. I am going to fish Simon Peter. I like the way they wrote it. Simon the rock. Simon the foundation of the church. You see how people's vision can be rotating. Remember what I said? The person who has failed is the person who has not tried. So he was reinforcing his failure here. I am going to fish. He told them. And they said, well, that's interesting. Why did they agree with him? Because he's their leader. He's their leader. And they said, well, we will go with you. So they went out, got into a boat, but what? They caught man. And again, Christ's prayer came to pass. But when Christ said that, they said, don't worry, since you want to catch fish, I will make you fish as of me. He said, I've got told your failure. Into a narrative. God is able to turn whatever you did for him 
in success story. So we've seen Peter fail how many times? Twice. Somebody else that failed. A lot of you know the story of Samson and Delilah. That's what most people know. When you talk about Samson, oh, Samson and Delilah. But you, if you read the Bible from the way they tell us in Sunday school, the folk here, and you don't really read the message, you're going to miss the lot. Samson's life, one of these days, we actually spent a whole Bible study looking at the story of Samson. And you're amazed what you will learn from Samson. Judges chapter 16 from verse 23 to 30. Judges 3, 23. Sorry, Judges 16, 23 to 30. Now the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon their gods and to celebrate, saying, Our God has delivered Samson our enemies into our hands. Learn something from them. When people do not want you to succeed, they will celebrate every time you fail. When people do not want you to succeed, one of my biggest victories in life came this year. One of my biggest victories, and I didn't even ask a price for myself. When somebody was celebrating the zeology my downfall, it was in that same place where the person was celebrating my downfall. That God decided it's not going to happen like that. That's one victory I still hold on to. Traveling from here to Nigeria, and I'm telling you, by the second day, I just felt like coming back home. I really could say. But today, I look on that distance and I'm glad. I'm glad that God was there. Praise the Lord. When it was in the Bakaju, the Yabuku, the Joy Yari. Praise the Lord. Hey, if you look at what people say about you, your life will be dictated by what people say into your mind. And that's why one of my big prayers is this. Every word that has been spoken into your life for evil, the Lord will turn it around for good for you in Jesus' name. In the same places where people have looked at you and they have said, we will see what you will become. If anybody has ever said that to you, I make a promise today. That person will not die. But they will see. The Bible says this book of Psalm, Psalm 16, it says, Psalm 19, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. That person will be alive the day your glory will shine. And after seeing your glory, they can go back to the future. Praise God. And so they wanted to see. They said, bring him out to perform. He was the leader of the of Israel. And they have now made him into what? A common performer. But that's not what I'm going to. 
You see, God has his way of doing his own things. You just have to look at what God is doing. Every of your failure, past, present, and tomorrow's failure, they are your stepping stone to your greatness. Remember, if there is no trial, there can be no testimony. If there is no test, there can be no certification. Verse 27. Now the temple was crowded with men and women. All the rulers, can you imagine that? All the rulers of the Philistines were there, and on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching something perform. Now, the Bible only talk about the number of people on the roof. We don't know how many people were in the main auditorium. But the Bible said all the rulers, God, Philistia, and all of them, Ashelon, all of them, they were here. And Samuel prayed to the Lord. And this is his greatest, his finest moment was on the day of his death. The celebrate to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me. You see, sometimes when you are, when you are humble, it is also not the time for you to be recanting your sins. It's the time to put God to test. Then Samson took hold. No, he says, Lord, God, please remember me. Frighten me just once more with one act of vengeance. Let me pick down the Philistines for my two eyes. Master, something said, Let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people he lived. Thus he killed more, many more when he died than when he lived. But look at his prayer. Verse 28. Lord, I have failed so many times. Lord, I have not lived up to your expectations. That's my interpretation. That's not what he said. But please, please, Lord. Give me today we should pray the prayer we always pray the prayer of Jabez pray the prayer of Samson the first place we saw Samson prayed was one chapter earlier what did he say? Ah, I need water to pray <laughs> and God gave him water aggressive prayer and this one Strengthen me just one more time. Lord, I've done this exam so many times. I am not going to sit for it again after this one. That's the prayer point. I met a man some days in, in, uh, in uh, Toronto here. He wanted, he wanted to go to Nigeria so many times, but he was so scared of going. Because somebody had told him if he goes to Nigeria, he will not come back when he died. And I, at something happened, I don't even remember the story very well. And I looked at the man and said, Go. He said, I should go. I said, Go and buy your tickets and go. Ah, he was, Should I go and pass? Go. 
God says fast, I will tell you fast. God says go. He didn't believe. He bought a ticket and went to England. Stayed in England for some days. And finally, when they went to in England, he didn't call me. As soon as he landed in Nigeria, he called me. I just got to Lagos. I'm like, enjoy your stay. <laughs> Every day, he almost. And then he rushed everything he was doing. He made he made the flight so short in Nigeria. Went back to England. I got back to England. I said, "Welcome back." The last I heard of him is back in Toronto. Just one more time. I was praying for somebody. Another person recently, where somebody had made sure that they cannot come back home. Look not wicked. They cannot come back. Home. And I look at you and say, "You don't want to come back to Nigeria." Then I said, "But you need to." Ah, I will die. I think, but if you really are not sure, you can buy a ticket, I will go with you. <laughs> I'm always looking to go. Hey, go fast, go. Hey, let's go out fast. God says, go. If you can go this one time, that X is broken. So someone here, one more attempt, and that yoke is broken. You see, you are not going to be broken by just praying. The Bible said, faith without work. If you don't do something about it, it's going to be there. The Red Sea was still flowing in its full back until they put their leg in the water. If you don't walk, the water remains where it is. And they pray. If you look at Samson's story, Samson is not the most impressive person you want to talk about. But yet, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible talked about what that will not permit me to talk about Barak, about Samson. Even before they talked about David, who was after God's acts. But then let's look at Barak in Judges chapter 4. He's the, he's the leader of Israel. Sometimes failure requires collaboration to get through. Sometimes you don't have to work on your own. The judge, the prisoner said to him, the Lord has given them to your hand. The man looked at himself and said, I'm not going to that. I'm not doing it anymore. He says, I, I will only go if you come with me. In my head, I'm thinking the man is trying to take an insurance policy. So that if they lose, he will say, well, at least there was a prophet and the prophet says, but you understand that if I go with you, then the victory will no more be yours. He says, I am willing. I'm willing to share with you. She summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kedesh in Naphtali, and said to him, Ask him the Lord, see that? Ask him the Lord, the God of Israel. When, when the prophet says that to you, as not the Lord, then he now says, The Lord Yahweh. The God of Israel is free, is free. The, the prophet was reinforcing the covenant nature of God. Yahweh is the covenanted nature of God in his war characteristics. And yet, God was with him and he refused to go on his own. 
Go, deploy the troop on man server and take with you, even with specific instruction. Take with you 10,000 men. And yet, you don't understand. I'm not doing it on my own. Know where I started from? Know where I started from? Because things have been bad in the past, does not mean they will remain bad. I was speaking to a friend a couple of days ago, and I said, you know something, you're becoming irritated. So what? So you keep, you keep swallowing in self-pity. It doesn't make sense. Everybody makes mistakes. You've made a mistake, get up and move beyond your mistake. Uh, when you don't understand, I said, don't just shut up, don't do that again. It's annoying. I wonder how your wife can even live with you. Because if you don't show self-confidence, somebody in this when you see somebody who is poor, even the word that come out of their mouth is also poor. When you when you lack self-confidence, how can you tell your wife that follow me? I don't think about that. I don't want to follow me anymore. It's all that do. Put the past behind you. That is the way of forgetting what is behind me. I do what? I reach out. I reach out towards the price of the eye calling for which Christ Jesus has what? Taking hold of me. And that's the difference between you and your believers. And but I've failed in relationships, so what? But I've failed in business. Really? Try again. So when you see yourself, don't be like Israel and Jericho. In our own eyes, we were like grasshopper. That is a trans transmutation. But look at what I have said to them. Since the day we had of your coming, our hearts have melted. And we have been like women in labor. And then the warriors were saying, you don't understand. <laughs> we have no backbone. We are grasshoppers. What do grasshoppers eat? Don't grass. You are all sons of daughters of the Most High God. You are egos. Egos don't consult your chickens. Because a lion was raised like a dog does not make the lion a dog. That's what I was saying. I was saying, 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 I was One of my professors, Dennis Yen, used to say, self-introspection is the mother of all souls. If you keep focusing on your past, it says you will always be bitter and sorrowful. 
So you can either get hold of yourself and put the past behind you, or you get stuck in today. How come speaking to somebody this morning? Where we started from in First Timothy chapter four, reading from verse nine, verse ten. That is why we labor. That is why we strive. Because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior. Salvation is the saving grace, or the, sorry, is the saving state of God's or let me put it this way. Salvation is being continually saved. We are not just saved once. We are not just saved once. Our saving grace is a continuous grace. That's why I call it is the preserving grace. Is a continuous function that keeps us from ruin, destruction, sickness, re-entanglement, and we can continue on a daily basis. So we keep holding on to that Savior of all people. So whether we are Christians or not, the salvation of Christ is there, but especially those who of us who have come to call upon his name. And like I said earlier, do not let anyone look on you because of your past. And above all, don't look on yourself because of your past. Don't look on yourself. When the robust son says, Mama, Jen, Lord, don't give me to this begin again, begin again, begin again. Say, Lord, look upon to me and let those people rejoice in my favor. And that's my prayer for all of us this morning. It doesn't matter where we are filled. It's time to try again. Your dreams are not dead. They're just latent. It's time to go through that fire and find the flame of those dreams to life. Your hope, the Bible says, shall not be cut short. It's time to revisit what are those hope. We want to believe out of sight is not out of mind. It's not always true. Sometimes it is out of your sight. If you are not, that's why the Bible says in Habakkuk, it says, write the vision and make it plain. And the power in which vision are speaking today of that is this. They say, don't just write it and throw it away. They say, write it and place it where you can always see it as a constant reminder of what you are doing. Because if you write it and throw it somewhere, the Bible says nobody lights a candle and put it under 
Each of us, we are a light on the hill. Each of us, we are a light on the hill. That should never be hidden. And my prayer today. If you don't remember anything from everything I've said today, please remember that Samson's prayer. Lord, Lord, one more time. One more time, God. One more time, God. I need your strength. I need your guidance. I need your direction. And the Lord will remember you in Jesus' name. Shall we bow our head up and as we pray, I want you to please talk to the Lord this morning. I don't know which part of that message has come to you, but I ask that the Lord will perfect that which has said concerning you in Jesus' name. Talk to the Lord.